Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live 
uh, downloads a week of the show. So the show is going out to a lot more folks, and and I have to thank you guys because if you guys that make the radio show, anybody can get on the telephone or onto a microphone and start uh, yakking, but that doesn't make a radio show. The listeners make the radio show. And uh, and God bless and keep each and every one of you guys uh, that are listening to the show. Uh, the only thing that if I had if I if I had something that I wanted to say or comment I wanted to make about the listeners, it would be that I'd like to get a little bit more feedback from you guys. Uh, you guys listen to the show and, and I appreciate that, but I'd like to get a little bit more feedback uh, uh, as far as the things that you would like to hear, the, the guests that you'd like to hear, the subjects that you'd like to cover, stuff like that. Because otherwise, you're just going to get you're, you're just going to get the things that I decide to do, all right? And I don't mind doing that, but if there are things that you want, that uh, you guys as listeners want to hear, then I'm more than happy to try and accommodate you. If you want to hear, if you want uh, uh, some more history, uh, if you want some more of the, uh, 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 some more guests, and then what, you know, the kind of guests that you want to hear and stuff like that, then let me know, because the the show it is not done so that I have something to do on Thursday nights and so that I can uh so that I can hear my voice uh on the radio because I've told you guys many times before, to me that that's absolute torture. I can't listen to myself on the radio. I can't listen to the the episodes unless I've got a good hey knock it off. Unless I've got a good uh uh guest on that I can listen to. Uh, I do the show for you guys, so so I want to make sure that I'm doing the shows that you want to hear. And the only way I'm going to do that to uh, to your satisfaction is for you to let me know what you want to hear. That is, let me know the the subjects that you want covered, uh, the guests that you would like to to have come on the radio show. Because as the show has grown and the, the, the listening audience has grown, uh, we've gotten more credibility and we've gotten more uh, – uh, We've got more guests that we can get on the radio show. There's more folks that, that, that it's not as hard for me to go and ask somebody to come on the show now because because we've got a, a larger listening audience and because we've had quite a few good guests already. But I'm going to need to know who you want to hear, who you guys want to uh, to hear on the show. Uh, we've got. Uh, uh, or we have had uh, several actors and uh, and musicians and movie directors uh, recently, and uh, that's uh, that's not because I've been seeking out uh, Hollywood or or anything like that. It's just it's just a has happened to be a coincidence that 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 has happened because uh, it just has. It just has happened that way, and we've got uh, uh, folks in the uh, television and movie industry that's, that have uh, happened to line up pretty close together with it with actor uh, Adam Baldwin and with uh, Charles Weedman, the uh, the uh, producer and director of the center that was on uh, with us, and uh, Chuck Undersey, the mover, movie uh, director and producer that uh, did Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, so those were just uh, just happened to come along. As I said, I'm not searching those guys out. Uh, 
in the next couple of weeks, we'll have uh, more of the political side of the shooting industry because we'll be having on uh, uh, several folks in the shooting industry. Uh, uh, Chris Knox from the Firearms Coalition. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Masada Yub if he'll come back on and talk to us about uh, about your rights and uh, uh, how do I say this? About the ways you can protect yourself as an individual if you were uh, if you were forced to use your firearm in a self-defense mode, because that's one of the things that, uh, that Masada Yub is an expert at. That's what he's been doing. He's been an expert at that for the last uh, 30 years. I'd like to have him come on and talk to you guys about the things you can and can't do, the things you should and shouldn't do, and then what you should do if, uh, God forbid, you're forced to use your firearm in defense of yourself and your family. Uh, We'll be having uh, several of the folks from the NRA will be coming on to talk to you guys about uh, what the NRA is doing to help defend your rights as American gun owners and what they are doing uh, to to defend your rights and then what you can do as American citizens to assist them in defending uh, your Second Amendment rights. We'll be having uh, uh, Sheriff Richard Mack on to talk about the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Uh, Guys, remember that Sheriff Mack was on uh, a few months ago. uh, I'd say a few months ago. It's probably been more than that now, but... uh, He is the sheriff that, uh, you know, a lot of folks say, you know, what can one person do? What can one person do to defend our rights? You know, what can I as one person do? Well, he's he is a living proof. He's a perfect example of what one person can do to defend your rights and liberties. He went, uh, uh, he went uh, pretty much single-handedly up against uh, the Brady campaign, to uh, push in the Brady gun bills. Now, the the first Brady gun bill went through, but what a lot of you guys don't realize is that there was a whole stack of Brady bills. It was was an avalanche ready to come crashing down on America. And uh, Sheriff Mack went all the way up to the Supreme Court to get it stopped, and he did. One person, he did get it stopped, and he didn't stop there. He has been uh, pushing for folks to understand that the county sheriff is the highest law enforcement officer in the land and that uh, your county sheriff can 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 be one of your best allies in the defense of your rights, not just your Second Amendment rights, but all of your rights, but especially your Second Amendment rights right now. And there are a lot of uh, sheriffs, a lot of county sheriffs, who are stepping up uh, and voicing their their intentions to obey the Constitution, that they are not going to enforce laws that go against the Constitution. I mean, they've come right out and, and said that and written open letters to uh, our, cover, our uh, current uh, representatives. And, uh, and this is the things that we need to be working on. If we're going to change the way things are in America, This is these are the, the things that we need to be working on. We, we need to be getting behind. Now, 
that means that you may need to write some letters. You may uh, need to talk to some people. You may need to uh, write a check for 20 bucks and send it in to an organization that is on the front lines and uh, doing their best to defend your freedoms and your liberties. And uh, if you're not uh, if you're not ready to go out there and get on the front lines yourself, then it behooves you to uh, uh, to buy a stand-in to to pay somebody to assist you in ensuring that your rights and your freedoms, your liberties, uh, are not infringed. Right? Because right now we're we're looking at uh, a situation in America that. <clears throat> To me, uh, I've got to tell you that I, I, and I'm not a tinfoil hat person. I'm not a, I'm not a person that uh, sees conspiracy everywhere. Uh, I, I'm sure that there, I'm sure there are some conspiracies going on every day. I don't know, but I don't know where they are. I don't know where to look for them. So, uh, however, uh. I have to look at our current situation in America, the current administration, and and look at the fact that we're in a almost a 50-year low for uh, gun homicides and gun violence. And in this 50-year low, our current administration has decided to make uh, – the drafting of stricter gun control measures in the uh in the name of safety for American citizens has decided to make that a a top priority okay so so I have to ask myself why are they doing this? why are they making this a a front burner headline? Uh, news story, a top-of-the-line issue item right now. Why are they doing this? Because uh, it, it, it can't be for the sake of uh, of lowering gun violence. Because as I said, we've we've already we've already lowered it to a point that we haven't seen since since the Great Depression. Uh, so what what is the real agenda? Why are they doing this? And I told you guys before that when I see something like this going on, I'm, I'm automatically uh, reminded of the street magicians and the uh, the peanut shell, the pea and peanut shell folks and stuff like that, and uh, the TV magicians with the beautiful assistants and stuff like that. Uh, why are they making this such an issue? And the only thing I think of is that they're making it such a loud issue because they want you to focus on this. This this brings out so much uh, passion that everybody everybody uh, they they forget about everything else and they they make this their the main thing they're going to concentrate on. They're going to concentrate on this on the gun issue and making sure that this this is done right and that this is fixed and and while they're doing that. The peanut show guy is popping the peanut off the table into his pocket. Or while you're looking at his lovely assistant, uh, you know, he's shifting the rabbit uh, 
out of a drawer into the hat. Uh, so what is our administration doing? What are they doing when we're watching the gun issue so hard? What are they doing? What kind of tricks are they pulling while we're looking at this gun issue? Now, granted, the gun issue is a serious issue. But but why is it being brought up now? Why is this issue being brought up now? So you got to ask yourself that. You have to be vigilant. You have to make sure that you're that you're not uh, that you're not pulled in by the uh, uh, by the faint through the black woods and uh, and and have the real attack uh, coming somewhere else. Make sure that you're uh, that you're paying attention to the rest of the stuff that's going on in the nation. I can, if you were to ask me what it is, I would have to say it must have something to do with finances because at the end of the day, there's not going to be the gun issue that does anything to us. It's going to be a fact that our country runs out of money, and it runs out of money, uh, and everything stops. You know, right now. Right now, we've got folks uh, uh, clamoring and screaming about the sequester and about the the tiny bit of money that the sequester is uh, is holding back. We've got ridiculous dog and pony shows like the uh, uh, the canceling of the White House tours in order to save money. We've got to cancel the White House tours so that we can save money because of this. The, this this problems that the Republicans are pushing at us. The the White House tour people are all volunteers. They're not paying anybody for the White House tours. Uh, one of uh, President Obama and, and his lovely wife Michelle, one of, one of their uh, of their many many trips this year uh, would pay for about ten years to twenty years of White House tours. So so what is the real thing that's going on? The real thing that's going on is we're about to we're about to run out of money. And and when we do it, it is going to be very ugly. Now right now they say that uh, they can prevent this by Simply printing up more additional uh, additional funds. They can just print more money. They can just make more money. We'll just go in the back room. We'll print some up, and uh, and that will solve the problem because we'll just take that money. We'll pour it into the economy, <clears throat> and uh, that will take care of uh, of our financial problem. Well, let me ask you this: If you could do that, if you can make that happen, then why do we even need to pay taxes? If they can just print up the money they need, why don't they just print up the money that they are taking from us in taxes and let us keep the tax money? Because in forcing us forcing us to pay taxes is another method of control. Making laws to govern us is another method of control. <laughs> All right, uh Sam, I don't. Uh, I still don't see any of the uh, any of the pages right now for 
for the switchboard or anything. So if we get any uh if we get any calls or anything, you're gonna have to uh you're just gonna have to let me know uh if we've got a call or somebody wants to 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 get on the air, all right? And uh and that being said, let me remind you guys that uh that uh at the beginning of the show we'd like what we'd like you to do uh, today, same as any other day, is we would like you to call in and to give your local cruise thanks, your local Appleseed uh, Project crews who are volunteering their time and energy to uh, to teach folks uh, rifle marksmanship and American heritage, <clears throat> and they're doing it uh, out of the goodness of their heart. No one's getting paid. And we would like for you to call in and uh, thank your local crews, all right? You call in, you can thank your local crew and uh, let them know that you appreciate what what they're doing. You appreciate them uh, donating their time because what the volunteers volunteers bring to the table is their time. And if... If you ha- if you make a volunteer think that their time is not valuable, or if they begin to get that feeling, then that is where you're going to start losing your volunteers. So I'd like to make sure that uh, that the the folks out there listening tonight that. Uh, that you call into the show three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. You call into the show and uh, let your local crew know that uh, you appreciate the work that they're doing and uh, that you appreciate their uh, their volunteering. All right. And uh, everybody likes to hear. Uh, I would like to to hear folks thanking them, right? Because uh, because they do. People like to hear the fact that their time is that the time that they've donated is appreciated. That they that they uh, that they feel that it is valuable. Uh, so. Give us a call three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero and uh and we will get you on the air. Uh Sam will. I won't because I can't see anything that's going on, but Sam will get you on the air. And uh we'll give you a chance to shout out to your local crews and tell them thanks for what they are doing. Uh and then if anybody is uh has any uh, any insight or any kind of uh, information on finding ammunition, then uh, then we'd like to hear from you too. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, let me give out the. I'm not. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to to make the. Uh, Make the computer obey my will and uh and 
and get a peek at the uh, the studio page loaded so that I can see what's going on. And uh, it is absolutely uh, not obeying, uh, not submitting to my authority. <clears throat> I'm not getting anything here. Uh, so uh, let me let you guys, too, know that uh, that we still have a couple of slots left for the upcoming Battle Road USA Precision Rifle Sniper course that is being taught this coming week. It's a five-day Precision Rifle Sniper course taught by uh, John Hawes. And John Hawes, you guys uh, on the Apple Project, will know him as Bolt Gun 71 on the forum. And John is uh, just a fantastic guy. He's an excellent instructor. Uh, for the last uh, 10 or so years, if he's not been... If he hasn't been shooting for the Army, he's been teaching for the Army. And if he hasn't been shooting or teaching for the Army, he's been shooting and teaching with Appleseed. And uh, he has a passion for it, and he has a fantastic skill as an instructor. He's going to be teaching a class here with uh, Battle Road USA uh, the April 1st through the 5th. And uh, we still do have a couple of spots left. The course, the five-day course is $500. Uh, it'll take you about 500 rounds or so uh, to run the course, and then any additional rounds that you'll want to uh, to use for your own uh, shooting. Because we'll be doing some we'll be doing some additional shooting besides what we're doing in the course. And I'll tell you what too, you want to uh, you want to come to the course. I'll also throw in uh, five days worth of squirrel hunting uh, at no extra charge. All right. Uh, you can go out and you can shoot some squirrels and you can put them in the communal squirrel pot. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, several of the Apple Sea crew will be attending this first course here. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do is trying to make the course uh, affordable so that the uh, all of our friends and stuff could come to the course. And uh, uh, we'll have uh, uh, Junior Birdman, uh, Dragonwood, we'll have... Uh, Jimmy from Desert Eagle Farms out in New Mexico. Uh, Kate Ann is coming. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, quite a few other folks will, will be here, but we still have a couple of spots left. If you would like to attend the event, then you can give me a call at uh, area code 254-217-1325, and uh, I'll be glad to... Uh, to get your pencil in to attend the course. Now, John has also said that uh, uh, that we would like that he'd like to, if the course goes well, and I don't see any reason why it won't, that he would like to uh, to teach the course again at some point in the future. So, if you can't make this course, but you would like to, you would like to take the course then uh, still get in contact with me so that I can put your name down uh, for an upcoming course. We're going to have one, all right? Uh, I also want to remind you guys that the Battle Road USA is holding the uh, our second uh, end of the world, as you know it, uh, zombie destruction running gun, and that will be October 12th. And uh, the folks who attended this last event, we had uh, close to 100 folks run the event, run the course. Uh, 
they enjoyed the event tremendously. And they asked if we could do it again. And uh, we said, okay, we will. And uh, and hopefully by uh, by October, uh, our high knees will, will be... Uh, the soreness will have gone out of our high knees so that uh, we're able to enjoy uh, the October 12th course because uh, uh, it takes a lot of work to, to put on an event like this. It takes a lot of money, too. And uh, but we at the same time we we really enjoyed it. And one of the things that I thought was really great about uh, this last course and the way that we've designed it and run it and the way that we promote it is that uh, it is not a a snobby uh, elite shooting event only for uh, trained and veteran three gun shooters and stuff like that. We had tons of folks that were brand new to any type of uh, competition like this. Tons of folks that were brand new to shooting. Uh, We had uh, one young lady uh, that uh, came to an apple seed and heard about the, and she hadn't shot before, she came to the apple seed. Uh, and heard about the running gun at the apple seed and decided that she wanted to go and uh, she worked hard she worked hard at getting all her gear together finding the ammunition buying rifles and stuff and uh and then she ran the event and she absolutely loved it we had a uh, uh a family that came through and uh it is very new shooter uh friendly uh but that's not to say that even the guys that that traveled the running gun circuit weren't also very happy with it because uh, we put a lot of effort into it. And the upcoming course on October 12th is going to be even better. There will be more shooting stations uh, for rifle with a, with a couple of them being close-in stations so that you're, you're God bless you, you're, you're using your rifle like a pistol. And uh, there will be a uh, another shooting station where this is going to be just reverse, where you're going to be making uh, making some long shots with your pistol. It would be uh, uh, more in the, the vein of you shooting your way to your rifle with your pistol. Uh, we're going to have more obstacles. There will be some more obstacles, and some of them will be thinking obstacles. And uh, uh, it's going to be a great event. We'll have a lot more vendors there, too, this Although the vendors that were there this last time were very, very happy because they were, uh, uh, you know, they were some of the sole vendors. So they they made a they made a good amount of money because they were selling great products that they were uh, standing behind 100% of the way. That's uh, Roughneck Firearms is there, and uh, uh, and we'll have a lot of other groups. We had a lot of great sponsors. We had Oath Keepers sponsoring us. Uh, Roughneck Firearms, we have Lambeau's Armory, uh, Gun Broker, uh, and uh, and several other folks supporting us. And because it was our first event, it was hard to get uh, folks to sign on to it because, you know, they'd never heard of us before. They never, they had no idea what we were going to do. And uh, now that we ran a successful event and we've shown that uh, – uh, that we know what we're doing and we're, you know, we made a good event. Uh, 
and we're going to get uh, uh, a lot more sponsors. Although we had a ton of stuff that we gave away at this last event. We had uh, thousands of rounds of ammunition that we gave out. Uh, we had uh, uh, several hundred dollars in gift certificates. Uh, another another many hundred, probably around a thousand dollars in uh, uh, rifle equipment and uh, and gear and stuff like that. Uh, we had uh, uh, we had a, we had a great deal of stuff. I was really surprised by the time it, it came down to uh, to award the stuff and wrap the stuff up. How much stuff we we actually had because I didn't realize that we that we've been getting that much stuff. And, of course, everybody gets a T-shirt and a meal with it, too. And the T-shirts, I thought, were pretty uh, were pretty sharp uh, T-shirts for a, for a running gun. And uh, so, so we'd like to make sure that you guys know that, uh, that you are all invited to the October 12th 2013, in uh, the world as we know it, zombie destruction run and gun. Uh, it'll probably be, it'll probably be around the same uh, distance as the last one. It'll probably be around uh, four and a half miles, maybe five miles. Uh, and you don't have to run. You know, you can walk. You can walk. You can walk. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to be uh, a uh, super athlete. Uh, you can uh, you can walk at a fast clip, make your shots, and uh, and uh, and you can do just fine. <clears throat> okay, uh, I can still not get uh, I cannot get the. The studio to load. It says that uh, it cannot. It's my computer says it cannot uh, find the server. Oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the things that I want to remind you guys of is that that uh, we have folks all the time that uh, are telling us that. That it's not doing any good. It's not doing any good for you to uh, for you to talk to your senators and congressmen. It's not done to you any good. That you're not nothing's happening. It's not uh, fixing anything. And uh, and I got to tell you, I think it's just the opposite. Because you see now, you see that uh, uh, there is a lot of folks in uh, in Congress that are that are listening to their constituents and and they they know uh and I don't think it's it's not uh, again on the most part it's not out of any uh, sincere wish to do the right thing it's not out of any love for their constituents uh that they are doing this i think it's mainly out of fear Fear that they will lose their their feather bed uh, position. Although, you know, if if I could get a 
uh, a job where I had uh, I only had to work for a few years and I could retire with a full pension from that job, gold-plated, uh, medical, dental, uh, on and on and on. Uh, believe me, I would jump at it. But the uh, the representatives must be, uh, to some point, listening to their constituents out of fear because you got a lot of folks that are saying, uh, uh, no, we're not going to we're not going to continue on pushing this. We're not going to do it. Even uh, even, even the uh, Honorable Mr. Reed, uh, I believe, has told Feinstein that uh, he's not going to uh, he's not going to support her the way that she wants him to on uh, the assault weapons ban. And why? As I said, it's not because of, of any altruistic motivation. Not that they have. They've seen the light, and they said, uh, oh, man, you know, I, I I realize that this is a bad thing now. I realize that this is uh, going against uh, their constitutional rights. It's, it's, it's simply because they, they see that it is a bad political move. And why? Because their, their constituents have been telling them that. They've been telling them that uh, if you continue on this mode, then we're going to uh, we're going to go after you, and uh, and we're not going to vote for you again, and and that is the message that you guys need to be sending to your representatives. Now I know that uh, I know that it's not easy. Because the the first time before I made the first contact, uh, I, I hemmed and hawed, and I I I tried to do everything else. I had to, I would even I'd even clean out my sock drawer, clean out under the kitchen sink, uh, so that I wouldn't have to call my congressman. Uh, I would find anything I could do so I wouldn't have to call and talk uh, about this. But then. Uh, you know, then I finally did it, and this is this has been years ago now, and now it's a very easy, simple thing. It's just like anything else. You know, whenever you first came into the Appleseed uh, program, and people started telling you, oh, "Look, you're going to have to get your your elevator speech ready, and you're going to have to develop an elevator speech," so you have something that you can uh, you can very quickly explain to folks uh, at a gas pump or in a shopping market line, uh, you know, a checkout line, something like that, and a real quick 60-second uh, elevator speech that you can do to let folks know about the Appleseed Project. Well, it, it took forever for me before I had anything that I could use, that I could really use, uh, uh, because I wasn't that... Uh, I wasn't that much of an outgoing person, and uh, and I wasn't really that big on starting conversations with people I didn't know. But uh, but here's the deal: you know, you've got you've got an easy way to fight the soft war, right? An easy way to fight the soft war. We talk about this at Appleseed all the time. I know you guys have heard me talk about it. If you've been to an apple seed, you've heard somebody there talking about it. 
If you hung out with Fred, you certainly heard him talk about it because that's one of the very first things that he'll tell you. I don't care if he just met you three minutes ago. He's going to start telling you about the uh, software versus the hardware. <clears throat> if, if our uh, predecessors, if the folks who stood together in ranks on April 19, 1775, if they would have had the option of doing what we can do, I guarantee you they would have taken it. Who would, who in their right mind would not take the option of fighting the software? You can fight the software in your pajamas. You can fight the software uh, even without any ammunition. You can fight the software without catching a uh, uh, a 70 caliber chunk of lead, which is about the size of a, of a good size uh, shooter marble or a small pecan. Uh, without catching a chunk of 70 or 80 caliber lead uh, in your forehead. The soft war is, is a very appealing war when you superimpose it over a over the hard war because the soft war uh, can be fought with relative ease and with uh, and and in relative safety, right? Uh, nobody's going to be shooting at you, as far as I know. Uh, for making a decision to contact your representative. So, given that, given that choice now, that's what you need to think about whenever you're you're thinking. Oh, I don't want to. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's what I, that's what I believe most people feel. It's going to make me uncomfortable to. Uh, contact my senator or my representative. What am I going to say to him? What am I going to tell him? What am I going to, how is it going to do any good? Well, what, here's what you're going to say. You're going to sit down and you're going to write out your talking points. They don't have to be long. Uh, the less complicated, the better. Uh, just write out your talking points about what you, the uh, information information you want to get across, and it can just be very simple as saying uh, point number one, uh, I wish for my representative to make sure that uh, they do nothing that infringes on my Second Amendment rights or my right to keep and bear arms as an American citizen. Uh, I wish for my representative to do everything possible to ensure that they are being fiscally re uh, responsible with uh, our nation's uh, finances. And uh, if that's it, then that's it. If that's all you want to get across, then that's what you get across. You call them up, and like I said, you're not going to, don't worry, you're not going to be put on the spot by having your representative answer the phone and say, hey, I'm your representative, so and I'm very important, so you need to have something very important to say to me or else I'll be compelled to hang up on you because I can only speak to very important people who have important things to say to me because I'm so important. You'll be talking to one of the staff members, all right? And God bless them. They're, they're all volunteers too. Uh, don't start yelling at them because they they have to answer the phone and they have to speak to you. But that's only if you are uh, maintaining 
a civil tongue and you're you know you're you're minding your manners if you get uh, unmindful of your manners or or you start uh, becoming abusive uh then they are well within the right to hang up on you I mean I would too so as long as you uh, are minding your P's and Q's, then they have to listen to you, and they have to let you get your point across. So you're going to make a, a quick list. Like I said, you only need only have a, a couple of items on there. You can only have one. Uh, the last time I spoke to my congressman, I only had the one item, and that was making sure that, that uh, Congressman Forrest understood that that any uh, any help he gave to the folks who were attempting to push through the assault weapons ban or to push through legislation which would limit or infringe on my Second Amendment rights, that that by itself all alone would be a deal breaker. He wouldn't have to do anything else. He could do everything else perfectly. But if uh, if I felt that he was not doing enough to uh, to defend my rights, or that if he actually went uh, and got on the bandwagon with this thing, that that in, its, in and of itself was going to be a deal breaker. And that no matter who else showed up to run against him in the next election, that uh, I was going to vote for them. And I didn't say this in a mean way. I, I said it in a very nice and polite way. Because uh, up to this point, he hadn't done anything to lead me to believe that he wasn't going to do this. But I needed to make sure that he understood how serious this was and how important it was to me. So I uh, I made sure that uh, I got the point across. Now, I think I told you guys that uh, on my first attempt that uh, that the the person that I was talking to, the person I was talking to, uh, when I got through after about five minutes of explaining this, uh, was a young man, and he seemed a bit confused. And he said, uh, "All right, let me let me make sure I, uh, that I have this correct. Are you saying that you're for gun control or against it?" And I knew then that. That it was, it was no use for me to continue to explain my position because I made it very clear. It's very clear in a very simple formula uh, and previously. So I just said, look, would you get your supervisor for me, please? And the supervisor got on the phone. I explained myself to her. And uh, she said, oh, no, well, we're, you know, Congressman Forrest is right with you. He's, he's, he's right there with you. He understands uh, the... Uh, the the Second Amendment and what it means to Americans, and, and he believes, uh, just as you explained to me, he believes in those same values. And uh, so I got, I made sure that that my viewpoints were made clear to her, and by making them clear to her, she could then relay them to the congressman. This is what you need to do, and. We could we could pretty much take care of the majority of problems that we have 
with uh, with these kind of issues very, very quickly. If everybody in America that felt the way that uh, the way that I'm explaining to you that I do, if everyone in America that felt that way, uh, or whatever way they felt, however they felt it, if they uh, made a 60-second call to their congressman, uh, if they made a 60-second email or a 60-second uh, a postcard, if everybody who felt the same way took 60 seconds and did this, every single one of these Second Amendment problems would go away. Bang! They would disappear. I'm telling you, it's that easy. But we don't. But the folks don't. We don't talk to our reps. We don't. We don't make our our needs and our desires, our wishes. Uh, we don't make them understood. And because of that, because so many Americans are uh, reluctant or they're apathetic or they're just plain lazy. Uh, the our current crop of representatives feels like that they are they are are free to do the things that they want to do because nobody's watching them, nobody's paying attention to what they're doing. I mean, uh, so why would they have to worry about what they what they're doing? They can do anything that they want to do. Because, uh, because nobody's paying attention. Uh, so we have to make sure that we are letting our our reps know that that we are paying attention, uh, that we are watching and seeing what they're doing, and uh, and making sure that our uh, our needs, our wishes, uh, our de- our demands are uh, are being met by our reps. <clears throat> okay. Am I not even? Uh, thinks that I am. I'm going to check something. Uh, Sam, are you listening here? Are you uh are you close by on uh on the microphone? Can you pop in just for a second? Okay. Uh what's uh I'm gonna to have to. Uh, I'm gonna to have to clear this up. I'm. A, I'm. I'm not able to. I'm not able to get uh, get any feedback at all. Did, did I just hear you in my ear, Sam? You did. I'm. I'm right here. Okay. Perfect. Would you do me a favor? Can you? Uh, can you give us a uh, a quick briefing? On uh, on the way things are going in New Mexico 
as far as uh, your understanding of any current legislation that's running there and, and how the, the New Mexico reps are lining up to uh, to one side or the other of this issue? Sure. Okay. Our legislature just, uh, just adjourned last Saturday. Uh, fortunately for us, no significant gun control legislation managed to pass. Uh, got very close. Uh, our governor got a lot of people upset because she was willing to sign some legislation they brought up, uh, but the state senate tabled it, then they defeated it uh, by a very narrow margin, but with uh, legislators from both sides, and we made that, that evil go away. That just means we have to be that much tighter for the next time around now. Right. We have some legislators that have been put on notice this go, and a governor who is not going to be very comfortable when re-election time comes around. As far as our supply situation, we're as naked on the shelves as anybody else. So you guys can't, uh, you guys can't find anything. Uh, you guys can't find anything uh, anything there that uh, you can get on that uh, that you can buy either, right? Uh, other than 17 HMR and 270s, there's nothing on the shelves here. Uh, small quantities will show up periodically at Walmart. They are gone immediately before they can get them unloaded from the shelves. And I say small quantities, uh, they're not get, even getting entire cases of ammunition in many cases. Uh, guy told me they're getting like five bricks of 22s at a whack, which is, you know, nothing. And they're generally gone before you can put them on the shelf. If you're a skeet shooter, you'll find plenty of 12-gauge... Uh, Number nines, but that's about it. Wow. Well, not very many shoots going to be happening here anytime quickly. Right. Uh, okay. Listen, uh, Sam, if you wouldn't mind uh, uh, just uh, taking over for just a minute while I'm trying to to finish the last little bit because I'm sitting here I'm, I'm, when I'm talking if I'm trying to type in something here I'm trying to uh, establish why I can't get this but obviously you can tell if I'm doing something like that because I start to sound like a, a moronic zombie so take over just a few seconds here and let me see if I sure. can get this fixed alright sure. All right, I'll be back in just a few seconds folks and Sam will happily bend your ear <laughs> that I will uh, like I say, like quite a bit of the country, we've had some some legislative ups and downs. A lot of legislators that we thought were true to the colors have shown otherwise. A lot of voters have become informed and educated. And uh, it's done quite a bit to draw action to the political side of things that we haven't seen in quite a while here. Uh, fortunately... 
our legislative session only lasts 60 days and it's over and we're happy. We need the rest. Uh, the national parties tried to call in some markers, I believe, to get uh, support for the gun control agenda, but that didn't happen. Uh, our legislators listened to the voters, saw the writing on the wall, and stayed the course and stayed away from that uh, national political gun control agenda, which is a hot potato here. Uh, in New Mexico, for two counties, Democratic legislators are highly pro-gun. Uh, the state sheriff's organization came out in full support of the Second Amendment, and not necessarily the Second Amendment as interpreted by nine men wearing dresses. Uh, we've gotten the idea on that, that that maybe our sheriffs need to go beyond just the letter of what uh, the Constitution says that we like them to do and support what it means or what we feel that it means. In that regard, we've done very well. Last Sunday, I went up to Ruidoso, spoke with Sheriff Mack for a, a short while. He was putting on a presentation there. Gladly, my county sheriff went up and spoke with him and uh, is seeing things pretty much his way. The county sheriff of Lincoln County, where the event was held, refused to show up. Apparently, he has some issues with Constitution. But, like all politicians, they'll show their colors and we will rate them accordingly. He had a very close race this time. And I don't think he'll be running next time. They're even talking about recalling him. Eight Republican senators in the legislature voted for a gun control bill and were resoundingly chastised on local television and radio and surprisingly one of the Albuquerque papers. People here are working hard to come up with supplies of ammunition so they can have shoots. I don't know how well they're going to do. Uh, we will find some alternative. I don't know what that's going to be, but we'll find alternative. Because it's not about the shooting, it's about the message anyway. So if we to go to a message-only event, then I guess we'll have message-only events. Some of you folks around the country have anything uh, to say about what's going on in your jurisdiction? We'd sure like to know, too. How's your legislature doing? How's your local ammo supply? How are you fixed for going out and doing a words-only event? Man, there must be quite a deal Scout's got going on there. I'm a little bit concerned. We've only got eight users on the chat tonight, too. And we've only had one and two people call in, and they're both just listening. Do you have a strong April 19th event ready to go this year? Are you well organized? Have you ensured an ammunition supply? Got all your arrangements made? Everything should be done by now. The only thing you should have to do is walk onto that range. If you haven't got your stuff going now, you're too late. Work hard if you don't. First thing Saturday morning, 
20th of April, you need to be walking on that range with your people and ready to go. Can I interest anybody in calling in and speaking with me? I'm not as good a scout. I can't talk to blank air like he can. <laughs> in any case, those preparations should already be made. Hopefully you've got your shoot boxes delivered and you've got all your IITs lined up, range set up, targets there, ready to go. You need to make it a big thing. This is an important year and not a time to slack off. Not at all. You can't afford to give an inch. On the national scene, we're seeing lots of things happening. And the nationwide media is reporting a, a lack of support for gun control legislation. They're making a lot of noise about it. The Congress is making a lot of noise about it. But the people are not supporting it. And unfortunately, they're using the families of those poor children that were killed in Connecticut as a foil to try to disturb the people some more, raise some more support for their weak program. We should have every possible sympathy and available prayer for those families. We should also refuse to allow the media and the Congress to use their grief to push their agenda. That's about as dastardly a thing as a body can do. You need to remember that come election time. There's always a next election to be had. You have to be a pretty low form of life to use someone else's grief to further your agenda. Especially an agenda that goes against everything that America is supposed to stand for. A lot of talk about rights on the TV. Remember that if you want your rights to be respected, you need to respect other people's rights. And you need to make an effort to educate everybody else that respecting other people's rights is the way to push a constitutional agenda. To have a nation that is worthy of the sacrifice those veterans have made out there. You know, our veterans went out there and did good things for us. They didn't do those good things so that we could sit here and throw it away. We need to make their efforts worthy. Keep our nation worthy of the effort that they put into it. They didn't expect anything. And they came back, just opportunity to get them a job, raise a family, and be left alone, live like anybody else. But they did expect the country to be worthy of that effort. And you would be doing them all a great service by being active in your community, active in your political situation. Ninety percent of them don't care which position you take on a political issue. 
They only wish that you be involved and stay involved. That's the best way that you can honor their effort and sacrifice. Anybody want to call in and tell us about their plans for next month's shoot? What's going to happen for the April 19th shoot in your part of town? We'd like to hear about it. Dial on well, we in. We've got some folks that uh, have called in. They're on the they're on the switchboard. I'm just going to go ahead and grab one and drag them on, uh, Sam. Area you code uh, four one five. You're on the air. <clears throat> That's me. I'm John. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, um, I live in the San Francisco area, and my representative, unfortunately, is Leyland Yee. Who is, you know who he is. Yes. Yeah, who's trying to make the AR platform illegal. Not only that, but he's also wants to confiscate them. Retro, and it doesn't matter when you bought them. There's no, you know, he wants to confiscate them. Right, right. Which is rather stunning. But well, uh, it's gone down to the feet, but he keeps reintroducing the, it. Well, when you, when you have a situation where you have, well, you do have folks who have... Uh, who come out in the open and said, uh, you know, said, said some of the things that are going on uh, in the nation right now, like uh, Governor Cuomo and uh, 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 Senator Feinstein, folks like that that are saying, hey, we want to, uh, we want to, uh, we want to ban these weapons. We want to limit people's ability to uh, to purchase ammunition and on and on. Anytime you have you, you have something like that going on, then you're going to have everybody else coming out of the woodwork saying, "Hey, you know, with their own agendas, with their own personal agendas for things like that." And uh, heck, you've even got plenty of folks uh, in the gun culture who uh, who God bless them, they they don't think about what they're saying or they don't they they say things that. Uh, that are destructive, you know, to their own uh, to their own gun culture. You know, things like uh, folks that uh, people that are pro gun hunters, shooters, stuff like that. But they'll come on. And they say, you know what? I don't see why anybody needs to have uh, rifle X or gun C. There's just no reason for it. And uh, those folks. Those folks will, uh, you know, they Hello? will. No, go ahead. No, I just my phone shut off temporarily. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was saying that uh, that anytime you have even uh, you know even well-meaning folks that say stuff like that, they're they're damaging. Uh, they're damaging their own uh, their own rights, you know, by saying. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a shotgun shooter, but I, and I want you know I want to keep my rights for shooting my shotgun stuff. But I don't see any reason for this person over here to have a pistol that shoots 12 rounds. There's just no need for it. Matter of fact, I don't believe in pistols at all. If anybody wants a shotgun, I'm behind that. But I don't want anybody to have a pistol. Uh, it's people so not understanding the history the and the philosophy that, of our founders, basically. Right. Well, they just they. They don't understand that they are 
that they are that they're damaging their own rights. There's no difference in with any other uh, right that you have, you know, you've got the right to free speech. And somebody saying, you know, you know, I believe that somebody should be able to, uh, they should be able to uh, burn the flag in protest, but they better not, uh, they better not go out there and talk about a candidate uh, within 30 days of their election. You know, that's just not right. So anytime that you any time that you think that you can uh, part and parcel out your rights, you're always asking for trouble. And, of course, uh, there are certainly pockets around the nation, especially like where you are, uh, San Francisco area, the uh, New York area, and even the Colorado area. You know, the Colorado area recently, uh, they recently pushed through a bunch of legislation there. How far uh, How far along is the the work that uh, uh, that your rep has got going on there. Well, I mean, you know, it started about a year ago. It was rejected. It went, you know, it went through. First, I think it was killed in committee. I think, and then he reintrod. He keeps reintroducing it in, in new forms, and it. I think it got a step further this last time, but it still got rejected. Um, but he is, you know, he's still trying. He's going to reintroduce it in another form. So he's just—he's very persistent. We should probably go and ask him what if he thinks that there should be something done about the 400,000 children being murdered each year, and uh, and whenever he says yes, he gets all excited. Yes, yes. What should we do about it? Then you can explain to him what that is and uh, see if he's any more well, excited about that than than he is taking care of the black rifle or or the 200,000 people killed by. Physicians, not being malicious, but they just uh, either misprescribed or overprescribed uh, prescription uh, medication, and it killed 200,000 Americans in a year. So I've, what about I've, those I've met him. I met him before I knew he was who he was, and I've never met a more arrogant human being in my entire life. But you see him on TV; he's like a little mouse. He's just, you know, very, you know, submissive and kind. But yeah, he's a, you know, he's. He's not that way at all. He's a very, he's a very arrogant, you know, individual, and he doesn't care about us in the least. You can't even get access to the guy. You can't even get near him to talk to him. Why should you? Why should you? You're not of the same caste as he is. You're not. Uh, you're not royalty like he is. Now, I'm not right. saying that all of our reps are like this, but it certainly has been a trend, and that is for our representatives. To start believing that they are that they are some new breed of royalty. That in order for you to speak to them, you should you should be on your bended knee begging a boon of them. And uh, that well, that's, that is one hundred percent the wrong way to go about it. They're supposed to be our servants. They're supposed yeah. to be asking us, "What can I do to help you? What can I do to make your life better?" Not, uh, "I will I will I deign to give you." Uh, a few brief moments so that you may make your uh, you, you may make your request, and I and I will decide whether or not I want to hear it or not. Your point is very valid, and that's the good thing about Appleseed is that you know they do listen to us. If we call and tell them we you know and speak to them, they do listen to us, and that does have an effect. I unfortunately think that our Constitution is well. I think we all know it's basically been made null and void. And I think history has shown that you know, our founders 
understood the nature of government, and they wrote the Constitution to bind it down, but and they created the best form of government ever devised by man. But unfortunately, I think the truth is that even our constitu- even constitutions can't protect us against government. And I've come to the conclusion. I started out as a liberal, you know, a long time ago I was a Democrat. I even voted against for the handgun ban in San Francisco 15 years ago when I was unconscious <laughs> and woke up and became a libertarian. And then once you become a libertarian and understand, you know, the, you know, accept small government as the proper way to run things, you take it to its logical conclusion. We don't really need government. That sounds radical, but the truth is, uh, if you go to what is called anarcho-capitalism, where you just have free markets taking the, you know, doing what government does today, that most of it's illegal what they do, but just take the government out of the equation so they don't, you know, kneecap the competition and, you know, whatever. So your town would have three or four competing police departments. You'd have, you know, companies that had judges. You go to them on and on. It sounds crazy. But if you think about it logically and, and let it slowly absorb, it's the best way to manage society. I'm just putting that out there, and I'll stop you know, because that's not what the show is about. But uh, it's the best, it's the most logical, moral method of managing society. Well, that's a. Uh, I'm not going to say that's a. Uh, that that's a big jump from going from Democrat to libertarian. It's really not because. Uh, if you look at the – when you look at uh, – traditionally, you look at the parties. You look at the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. Uh, they were not uh, – they have not been that far apart on things at every point in our history. You know, they've, they've been they've, – they've had – you know, they have different philosophical uh, uh, ideas on – how the country should be run, but they they've not been completely separated uh, in their ideas. It's uh, and it's not. This also isn't a brand new thing either. Uh, that is the polarization and uh, uh, and the uh, the argumentative fashion that uh, that our that our government the way that our government is being conducted now. It's not a brand new thing because you can look back in history, and you can see, uh, you know, you can see uh, fist fights on the floor and duels being fought and uh, uh, and everything else. So it's not uh, it's not a brand new thing, but it is our current situation is a dangerous thing, and that is how far we've gotten uh, apart right now, how um, how polarized the nation is right now. And uh, it's a very dangerous situation because uh, the more that the government can keep us fighting each other, then the less we are paying attention to what they're doing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's another part of the the shell game of keeping us. Uh, keeping us yelling at each other so that we don't all yell at them at once because that's what we should be doing. We should be all be yelling at them saying, "Look, I don't, you know, I could, I don't care what your your D or R or L or or whatever it is. I could care less about that because you're not serving the needs of this nation. You're not safeguarding 
the the rights and freedoms that uh, this nation was built on. And I want you to stop what you're doing right now. I want you to stop. I, I don't believe that our Constitution has been made known and void, but I do believe it's being trampled on. I do believe it's being disregarded and being uh, uh, and being trampled on. Uh, and we need to tell them you need to you need to stop what you're doing right now immediately, and you need to start uh, doing your job uh, in accordance with the Constitution. Well, that would be uh, be a positive step. But, well, how are things going yeah. with that apple seed there in San Francisco? Last time I talked to uh, Bob, you guys were doing a bang-up job there. Uh, how is it going and what? My fo- my phone gave me static. How, is is that, that? how are things going with the apple seed there in San Francisco? I was saying last time I talked to Bob 210, he said uh, he said that the, the, the apple seed project was strong and you guys are doing a bang-up job there in San Francisco. Yeah, well, it's Sacramento is where I go, and they do they do a great job. Uh, there's one in the East Bay. I forgot which park it is, but uh, they have a, a good program too. But I know I can speak for the Sacramento program. That's a very strong, very strong program. It's uh, I've been to three or four apple seeds up there. That's uh, all the apple seeds I've been to. But uh, um, I think I got my rifleman on the third, my third try. But um, Okay, so you went to four, you got your rifleman on your third. You know what that means? That means that you have now fulfilled fulfilled the two qualifications that you need to uh, apply for your uh, your orange hat. That is true, yes. That is true. Okay. So so we'll be expecting to hear about uh, about you taking the orange hat uh, real soon then, right? I'd I'd like to do that. I I just might do that someday. I I do it. I I do recruit people hard. I mean, I'm really hard on recruiting people. I'm always handing out apple seed brochures and talking to my relatives and trying to meet the requirements of a rifleman to get at least two people, you know, two new riflemen each year. So I do my best. I've succeeded a couple times. One year I I didn't do it, but I think this year I'll be successful and I'll make up for lost. Uh, for lost years, I think I'll be able to get three or four new riflemen this year. I hope. Let me ask you this: How did you hear about the uh, about the program in the first place? You know, I think it was remember? from Boston's Gun Bible. Okay, Boston because he talked about, about getting uh, rifle marksmanship instruction from Appleseed. What was? I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, I said you're right. He talks about getting uh, right. rifle yeah. marksmanship he's, instruction. He's got a section, actually he's got a chapter in his book, uh, How to Become a Rifleman, which is one of my favorite chapters in the book. But um, And he mentions, you know, basically, he mentions apple seed and, and basically goes through the, you know, he says if you're not, uh, I think at the beginning of the chapter, he's got a quote from somebody from him, I guess. It says, if you cannot, you know, Within five seconds, you know, be handed a, you know, rifle with, you know, with, you know, just regular ammunition. If you can't hit a paper plate at 100 yards within five seconds, you're not yet a rifleman. So I kind of like that quote. It's good motivation to, you know, <laughs> keep your skills up. Right. Right. Well, what did what would uh, 
what do you think that Appleseed could do to to make recruiting better or to make their uh, to promote themselves better? What would something that you think that they could do? Hmm. Well, uh, there's YouTube out there. I think YouTube uh, videos or clip have somebody uh, maybe get a an Appleseed song, get, get somebody like uh, Jordan Page or someone like that. He, he's, he's a big Second Amendment guy and a big Liberty. You know who Jordan Page is? I mean, that's probably you not know. a bad idea because uh, we've got uh, uh, like the the uh, the intro music for the radio show is done by uh, uh, Poker Face and uh, that we could uh, ask them to to maybe work on some kind of collaboration with Appleseed. I mean, they're uh, you know they're a great group, so that might be something that we could do there to get uh, to get folks. You know more interest going in uh, in the program. Did you see the uh, shooting gallery uh, episode that Michael Bain did for the Outdoor Channel on Appleseed? Did I see it? No, I think I might have listened to it. But... It's a well, it was a, a one-hour show, a television show uh, about the Appleseed Project, about the the shoot that they did in Colorado. No, I, I, I'm aware of it, but I thought I listened to it. I don't remember watching it. Well, check it. Check there was it, a video? It, it, it's on. No, it's a. It's on the Outdoor Channel. I'm trying to figure out a way to get to see if we can get uh, some direct link to download it. But right now, it's running on the, the program called the Shooting Gallery by Mike. It's a show by Michael Bain. It's on the Outdoor Channel, and uh, I think now it's in rotation, which means. Uh, it aired a couple of months ago, but I believe that, uh, you know, they'll keep doing reruns of it. And uh, if you check, uh, the only problem is is that whenever I look at it, the uh, the show was not listed. It didn't, the uh, description did not say Appleseed. It was a generic description. He had, uh, I don't know, six or seven a- uh, episodes that just had generic descriptions so I'll have to get the episode number and, and post it for folks. But uh, if you check check out the shooting gallery uh, by Michael Bain, and uh, it's on the Outdoor Channel, and see if you can't uh, catch a uh, another broadcast of that. Because uh, Jim and Kim Heath up in Colorado did a great job uh, on uh, hosting the event that he filmed, and uh, it turned out really good. I would just like to... I would just like to see how it's, uh, you know, how it is working uh, as far as if, if folks are if folks are watching the show and if they are, what it's uh, if it's having any effect on uh, you know on getting folks to uh, seek out the program and stuff like that. Yeah, it would be nice to have. That's great. That's one tool. It would be nice if uh, somebody could. You know, or maybe Fred gives somebody a couple thousand dollars, and you can make movies with you know the cam- video cameras we have today. They could throw something together. Just have somebody professionally, you know, make a short little minute or two minute long 
you know, clip showing what Appleseed is and what it does, and so and put it on YouTube so that it can be sent out right. to your friends and relatives. I think that would be effective. Right. Well, you'd also have to uh, you'd also have to have a good title for it. Like uh, you could do a good video on Appleseed, but then here's what you put the title on there would be something like uh, actual pictures of Bigfoot and uh, <laughs> actual video of Bigfoot, so that you could get you know a lot of viewers. So. <laughs> Because you look at those videos, you know, anything like uh, videos of Bigfoot or a Chupacabra or uh, or, or actual video of aliens abducting somebody, and it'll have, a, you know, a Sexy couple of weather woman, yes. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, woman in bikini dancing. Uh, you know, something That'll do like it, that. yeah. And you'll get a couple of million views, but, uh, well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. What was your name again? John is the name. John. And do you have a forum nickname? Uh, I wouldn't remember what it is because I'm never on there. So. Okay. All right. Well, John, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you calling in. And listen, call in anytime you've got uh, you've got uh, something to say or you got a question or anything. And call in anytime. You're always welcome. Okay. Well, Unless you called in once, where you you realize that uh, calling into the show it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't cause you any pain. There's no uh, there's no scars or anything like that, and uh, and uh, it's very easy to do. Also, remember to uh, remember that uh, you can do this. You can do the calling thing on any radio show. Uh, you're more likely to get on if it's a smaller show, but any time that they have uh, that, that folks are discussing anything that you can that you can make a legitimate segue from, if they're talking about uh, the founding fathers or constitutional rights or or, or rifle marksmanship, anything like that, then you can call in and uh, slip in a word about the Appleseed Project, and uh, that would certainly help the program too. Amen. Yes, indeed. Bye, th- bye, Sal. Have a good night. All right, you take care, brother. God bless you. Goodbye. All right, bye-bye. Okay. Uh, well, we're certainly having uh, certainly having a regular uh, block talk difficulty. Uh, I see that uh, Sam has been, uh, while I've been watching here, he's been tossed off the switchboard. He's been tossed off the chat. A few other people that have been tossed off the chat. Uh, I'm gonna. I would like to talk to somebody at Blog Talk and find out is this something happens to everybody? Is is this the is this the way that everybody every radio show gets treated, or is it just us, or what? What's the deal here? Because you know we've had we've been having so much trouble, or at least I seem to to see that uh, the folks were having trouble. Uh, getting dropped from chat or having to refresh or stuff like that. And uh, uh, so if uh, I, I wish that I knew what was causing it, why it was happening, but, but I don't. But I'd like to talk to them and find out about it. So 
So I'm going to put or put that on my list of things to do. Find out why uh, we have so much difficulty uh, in in trying to get uh, uh, with the with the uh, uh, the chat program and folks. Getting dropped uh, with people getting these uh, getting knocked off the switchboards with uh, with me uh, getting dumped off the switchboard right in the middle of the show. Uh, I don't know why why this is happening, but but apparently uh, I guess it is a a regular blog talk thing. Now I know that uh, I'm amazed that. Uh, that they do what they, the amount of stuff they do because because we're talking about tens of thousands of uh, radio shows running at once, uh, you know, with uh, Blog Talk. But uh, you would think that they could... uh, that they could keep uh, at least uh, uh, a small amount of the service going. (laughs) Sam, I want to thank you, too. I didn't didn't get to thank you a while ago uh, when I came back on. But I want to thank you for uh, for jumping in and and keeping some noise on the air there. You did a great (laughs) job. You did a great job. Thank you, Sam. And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the uh, the problems that uh, I was trying to fix uh, got fixed, and uh, so I appreciate the you giving me a chance to get that done because uh, uh, when when you're trying to do something in the blind, like doing the show in the blind and stuff, it it makes it a bit difficult, and uh, and uh, before you finally. Figured it out. We've got I've got uh, John Haas here with me, Bolt Gun seventy one, and uh, he was uh, he was logging onto our wireless system, and uh, when he did, he apparently changed all of the the system, renamed the system, and everything else. Whenever he got on and. Uh, uh, I mean, not on purpose. Whatever he did, just did it. So it automatically dumped everyone else, and uh, and so I had no uh, no internet connection then. So we finally got it figured out, and we got it, got it back on. So now I can at least uh, I can at least see I can see what I'm doing. I can see the uh, the studio and stuff now. Uh, I want to uh, uh, reinforce what uh, what Sam was saying about the April 19th events and just making sure that you are uh, making sure that folks are uh, uh, that they are making sure they've got their preparations ready. You know, go over go over all your details, large and small. Make sure that you are uh, uh, that you have your uh, 
porter potties ordered, that you've got your targets ordered, that uh, that everything is ready to go for the April 19th event, that you uh, have looked uh, uh, at your local shoots, your local, uh, the shoots local to you in your state and stuff. Make sure that uh, all of the shoots have shoot bosses and crews. Uh, check uh, all of the shoot bosses. Be sure that you are checking the uh, uh, the, the list of shoots and making sure that you are uh, the instructor schedule. Make sure that you're plugged in. Uh, uh, plugged into the events. You got yourself listed on uh, on whatever events you're going to do. Make sure that you're doing that now. Don't wait till the last minute or not uh, or not send in a uh, a note to instructor scheduling. Make sure that you that you that you've got all of your uh, the events that you're going to attend and stuff. Make sure you've got that sent in so so that we know where we need to shift folks to uh, in the next week or so and. Uh, Make sure that you're doing your last bit of uh, uh, promotions, all right? You can do promotions all the way up to uh, the Friday night before the event. Make sure that you are, that you are working at promotions because uh, promotions are uh, – uh, they're, they're the job of everybody, not just uh, – not just some person that you think is supposed to be doing it or somebody else, which is it's always the uh, the the note that I get is somebody else is doing that. You know, I have to ask people, how your promotion's going? Oh, we got somebody else doing that. And uh, the job of doing promotions <clears throat> falls on everybody's shoulders. I mean, everybody has to be pitching in together to do that. You can't just be... Your Appleseed involvement can't just be Saturday and Sunday involvement. Uh, the real work of Appleseed runs from the end of the event on Sunday night until the beginning of the next event on Saturday morning. That's where that's where the real Appleseed work takes place because running the event is the fun part. That's the that's the icing on the cake. That's your payment. The payment you get. <clears throat> all the rest of the work that you've done because that's the easy part. That's the easy part, talking to the smiling faces, <laughs> helping uh, the uh, uh, the youngsters uh, learn to uh, safely and skillfully uh, practice their rifle marksmanship. That's the fun part. The not-so-fun part, the more difficult part, is doing the promotions the rest of the month. But just because it's not the fun part, does it mean that it is too difficult to attempt? Because it's not. It's uh, it's really fairly simple. Like, uh, and I've told you guys many times that <clears throat> if, uh, <clears throat> if all of the folks that were on the forum, uh, that are signing up for the forum, uh, I don't know how many that is now, 14,000, 15,000, uh, if all those folks said, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give uh, uh, five minutes a week is what I'm going to give. Five minutes a week, is, and that's that's enough time for me to 
uh, send one email to uh, the the homeschooling network here in my county or my state. I'm going to send one email. That's it. It's going to take me about five minutes, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send it out. That's one one a week. (laughs) Okay. Now we're talking about uh, 14,000 emails a week going out to promote the event. Uh, We're talking about 28,000 emails going out every two weeks and 56,000 emails going out per month. If we got uh, only uh, one person for every two emails sent, and I know that that's a high figure, but I'm not talking about sending emails out to uh, to one individual. I'm talking about sending an email out to uh, local groups in your area, groups that could be uh, great partners with you, and that is the homeschooling folks, the uh, the prepper community, stuff like that, sending folks out to them, uh, sending emails out to them, sending emails out to DARs and stuff like that, <clears throat> then then getting one uh, return for every two emails is not that is not that uh, long of odds, right? But say we did that. So now we're talking about uh, adding uh, uh, 28,000 shooters a month to the rolls. 28,000 shooters a month to the rolls, which comes out to well over a quarter of a million shooters uh, at the end of the year, right? That is how easy it could be. That's how easy it could be. Five minutes a week. Five minutes a week. That's a cup of coffee, right? That's a cup of coffee or a half a cigar, Uh a uh, piece of pie, five minutes, and uh, and I know you guys have five minutes. Now I know it's hard getting started, but I'll be glad to help anybody that uh, wants to get started. I'll be glad to uh, help help you quickly configure a way that you can donate five minutes uh, a week. I'd be I'd be happy to. Uh, and I'll tell you this: you would be happy too. Uh, when you when you uh, are the author and sponsor of uh, of something that turns out to be uh, uh, a really good thing for the program, then it's going to make you happy. It's going to make you proud, just like any other part of your life. Whenever you do something that's uh, that's good, it's worthwhile for your family, for your uh, for your wife, for your kids, uh, for your job. Uh, when you do something that's really good, that's uh, that turns out really well, then then you are happy. You're proud of that. And it's going to be the same thing with this for Appleseed. You're going to be happy about it. You're going to be proud of it. You're going to be doing a service to your nation. And uh, and it's pretty much of a win-win situation because all the people that you get to attend are going to be glad they came. They're going to be happy they came to the event. They're going to be proud that uh, they set themselves a goal of improving their rifle marksmanship, and then they met or exceeded that goal you're going to be happy that they found a way they could plug themselves in to helping to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy by virtue of living in this nation. So it's a win-win situation all around for everybody, and it's only five minutes a week. So think about that. Think about that. And like I said, if you need any... Uh, 
if you need any suggestions on how to do it or you, you're you saying, hey, listen, I'm, I've thought about this. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to give five minutes a week. That's uh, that's one cup of coffee on, uh, on say, a Tuesday evening. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee, and when I finish the cup of coffee, uh, I'm going to be done with my apple seed uh, uh, volunteering for the week. One cup of coffee. And while you're bringing a cup of coffee, you're going to uh, uh, shoot a quick email to uh, whoever it is, and you're going to hit the send button, and you're going to send it off. And that is going to be uh, your part of of slinging out the apple seeds, right? Just like uh, Johnny Appleseed did. That's going to be your part of slinging out the apple seeds. Now, you don't have to. Nobody's going to check and see, well, look, you sent out these emails, and uh, and you haven't got anybody to attend after all these emails you sent out. Nobody's going to be looking over your shoulder or giving you any kind of a uh, uh, a report card on that because there's no way to do that, Right? There's no way to see uh, what apple seeds that you sent out uh, fell on fallow ground and which ones fell on uh, on fertile ground. There's no way to tell, right? That's part of our apple seed philosophy, and that is that you're going to continue to plant the apple seeds in folks' hearts and minds, knowing full well that you may never know the effects of your efforts. You're going to do it regardless of whether you hear anything back or not. And that's the whole point of putting the the apple seeds in people's uh, hearts, minds, and their ears. You're going to put the information out there, and then it's no longer in your the ball's no longer in your court. It's in theirs. It's in the it's in the 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 hands of the public. And what are they going to do with it? So, uh, so, so there it is. Five minutes. Uh, and at the same time, make sure that uh, when you're doing your April nineteenth events, that you are uh, paying close attention to your recruitment program, and that is making sure that. Uh, that you are doing your the, your best job possible to get folks to uh, consider uh, becoming a part of the Appleseed Project family, and you can do that by uh, uh, you can do that by being inclusive to them, you know, by uh, by inviting them to like uh you can pick out certain people and if you're not having if you don't have any kind of problems or something you're do your instructor uh debriefing on Saturday night or something, you can pick out a couple of folks. If you don't have anything really private that you have to put out, uh like if there's a safety issue or if somebody did something they're gonna have to be corrected uh in the group meeting or in the briefing or I caution you to do any corrections you need to do in private to the instructors uh, themselves. But if you don't have anything private you're, that you're going to put out, then include uh, some of the folks in the the uh, instructor debriefing, all right? And uh, get them to feel like they're being a part of the 
of the program. If you see some guys that seem like they're really responding or they've, they're, uh, you know, they're, they seem like they, uh, like they're finding a place for the program in their heart. It's not going to hurt you to, uh, get those folks to say, listen, I'd like you to do me a favor. I'd like you to, uh, to uh, operate as my RSO uh, for the next hour or so on this side of the line. Can you do that for me? That means I need you to clear the, the rifles on this side of the line. All right? Well, you can safely do this is you can get uh, them to do it, and you have your actual RSO uh, to go right beside them, right behind them, and make sure that they are indeed clearing the rifles properly. All right? That way there's no uh, – you're not creating a safety issue. Uh and that person feels like they're being included. They're being part of the, they're being part of the group. Uh, and uh, the more that you can make them feel like they're included, the better chance you have of getting them to respond to your recruitment pitch. All right. At the same time, make sure that you're talking to the folks uh, that are there uh, at uh, at your initial uh, meet and greet on Saturday morning. Uh, at your lunch, remind them, and at your uh, 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 benediction, remind them that we're looking for folks, uh, not, not just for instructors, but we're also looking for uh, locations. We're looking for new locations, new ranges. Uh, we're looking uh, for... Uh, uh, New places that uh, that uh, we can shoot in uh, private locations, uh, so that we can get some additional uh, locations set up. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, make sure that. Uh, Make sure that you're working on this because, and I, and I know it seems like it's uh, it's very obvious, but a lot of times people uh, they get carried away with other things and uh, they don't they don't pay as much attention to it as as they should. We don't pay as much attention to it as we should. <coughs> uh, so. So there you go. Uh, and uh, I want to thank the folks uh, in my local areas for all of the work that they've been doing, uh, spreading the the Appleseed uh, project information and and getting behind the mission, uh, you know, with uh, – with full force putting their shoulder to the wheel and pushing it uphill. Uh, I really appreciate the Texas crew here. I appreciate everybody across the nation, but I certainly appreciate uh, the Texas crew here and the work that they've been doing. Uh, Kirk Wheeler, Spitz Stickler, the work he's been doing here in Texas and nationally. Uh, Kirby Foster, the work he's been doing. He's been, uh, he's been doing a great deal of the IT stuff and, uh, uh, event listing and stuff like that. Uh, he's been doing a tremendous amount of that work, and uh, Appleseed is truly grateful to him for that. Uh, I'm certainly grateful to 
the instructors who show up here week after week, uh, or month after month, rather, uh, they show up here uh, every time I open the door here. That's uh, Larry Coonrad, who is an old reliable. Uh, uh, Bill Cronk, Armless 76. Uh, Chuck Leeming, uh, who is... Uh, uh, who was last year, not this year, but last year was like the James Brown of Appleseed. Uh, he was uh, he was everywhere uh, all the time, you know, doing events. I think he burned up a, a good uh, uh, 26 or 27 events uh, uh, like the first seven months he was in Appleseed and uh, uh We've got uh, Lauren LaCran and Andrew LaCran in the DFW area doing a fantastic job getting uh, the DFW area up and running and doing a fantastic job now uh, by promoting Appleseed, by winning competitions uh, all over the nation as high-power shooters and wearing their Appleseed T-shirts while doing it and talking about Appleseed. Uh, Floyd Ferguson in the DFW area does a fantastic job, a great guy. All of the DFW crew are great folks, uh, and uh, the uh, uh, Paul Seeley in Amarillo, uh, Jerry Hall in El Paso, uh, all of the folks that we have uh, all over the state, Kevin Ramsey in the far uh, southern uh, tip of uh, Texas, and uh, all of the folks in Texas, uh, that are doing a great job. Joe Chambers and Steve Raby running the uh, collectation events. Uh, 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 John uh, Labrat and uh, Dean uh, Didactic uh, doing Smithville. Uh, all the folks that uh, that uh, are working uh, every month here in Texas, and uh, really appreciate it. Okay, guys. Uh, we are uh, we are going to uh, be here this next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central, and uh, really appreciate everybody tonight uh, who listened, everybody that called in, and uh, uh I've got two guests lined up for this coming Thursday. I'm not going to mention yet which one. We're working that out yet, but I'll have a guest this coming Thursday. And then uh, uh, if you look at the blog talk radio, the the list for future shows, uh, I should have uh, a new revised list up uh, this next week for uh, our upcoming shows. All right? And... uh, until then, I'd like uh, to listen next Thursday. I want you guys to uh, take care of yourself. God bless you all. And uh, thank you, Sam, for, uh, for helping me out uh, every week, week after week. And uh, <clears throat> we'll see you guys this uh, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. All right? Thank you. Good night.